to a brand new episode of the 13th Man Podcast. As always, it's Shane alongside Frankie, and we, we will be your hosts. Uh, on, this, on today's episode, there's a lot to talk about. Um, you know, we do, it is Tuesday, we should be focusing on our Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, depth chart. Uh, that's what's been like the last couple of weeks, but we're going to take a little bit of a pause on that just because there's been some things to talk about. Um, we'll start it off with the big news of the push deadline that has happened with the CFL once again. Uh, you know, there was a hard deadline of the 24th, I believe, was last Friday, and they've pushed it up until who knows why. I don't think they've announced when the next deadline is. Yeah, I didn't think there would be a chance that this deadline would get pushed. I'm, I'm like, super surprised that this is what's happened here. I, I thought for certain this would be a hard deadline, and I honestly – I couldn't be more surprised that we didn't get an outright, you know, no season as of Friday. Yeah. Also, I totally messed up. It was the original deadline was the twenty fourth. Uh, the f- previous deadline was the thirty first. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of surprised that it wasn't just a straight out no. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if that means like the government has something planned. I don't know if it's the government has something planned. I think it's just it, – let's look at it this way, right? If you're the CFLPA, you would be upset if the league doesn't look at every avenue to have a season. And I think the league is doing their due diligence right now by looking at other options. The problem is that the federal government took so long to get back to the CFL on this. You know, it's, it's, been, it's been a long time. And time, value, valuable time was wasted throughout this whole process. And now here we are. We're talking about, we, as we record this, it's August 2nd. As this episode goes up, it's August 4th. Right? August 4th. We're, we're, talking, about, we're talking about less than a month. Sorry, just, just a little bit over a month from the day that players are supposed to report to Winnipeg. So we're really up against the clock here. I would be surprised if we don't get a no in the next week. I think by Friday's episode, we'll have a no. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's, it should be expected that we get a no at this point. Uh, you know, I think overall, it's been kind of disappointing on both sides. Not going to lie. I think both sides have kind of made mistakes. They've, they've messed up and are responsible for the mess that both sides are in, I find. Um, I think we both got into heated arguments on Twitter about that with different players and, and different people. I don't, I don't know if I'd call them – well, from my perspective, I don't think I'm calling them arguments. Um, they're discussions. I feel like they're, they're yeah. discussions of people who aren't inside, but, you know, they understand how business works. You know what? Honestly, I, I, I can appreciate uh, the CFL players because there's obviously comments that come through that – you're like, okay, th- this guy's an idiot. Like, I'm not going to respond to this guy. Um, but I responded to one of Dane Evans's tweets about, you know, wanting an announcement. Uh, and I responded something along the lines of, look, Dane, like, we, we know right now, if you want an answer right now, it's no. If financial means are so tight that you have to go get a job, opt out of the season, Go, go work somewhere. You know, they, if you opt out of the season, you have no obligation to go play this year, 
which is a good thing the CFL has done for the, for the players. Um, and I said, you know, I, I respect the concerns the players have, but if you are in financial like stress right now, you have problems with money, this is an option for you. And I can appreciate that players kind of, you know, see when somebody is trying to be reasonable with them and actually have a conversation uh, because Dane and I went back and forth for a couple, couple of uh, tweets. Derek Dennis was, you know, pretty insightful, I'd say. He told us a couple of things. Hopefully we'll have him on for, for Friday's episode if everything yeah. goes well to talk about it more. Um, the, the one thing that I found hilarious was I made a comment saying that there's a reputation around the players. Um, and not like this group of players. It's just in the league, the players have a reputation of not caring about the league. Yeah, you, um, you started a shitstorm on Twitter. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and I mean, I stand by my words. I've been watching this league since I was six. I think the mo- the the two players that come to mind when it comes to team consistency, there's three players, Brown and Stiegel out of Winnipeg and then Cornish and Calgary. You know, you have Lule and BC, but you don't see the many players anymore playing their entire career in the CFL with one team. Uh you also see a lot of players sign one, two-year deals and then head back to the States, you know? And is that all the fault of the players? No. Is that all fault to the league? No. But don't get mad when someone calls out the reputation of the league. I think most fans can agree that free agency time sucks because – you most CFL fans don't feel comfortable saying that, oh, this player's actually going to be back. You know, I think, and we saw it with uh, Willie Jefferson, you know, that I think there was legitimate concern from Winnipeg fans that he would not be back with Winnipeg and that he may have gone to Hamilton. One thing, one thing, like, I'll, I'll say this again. Like, I'm going to pump the PA's tires a little bit here. Not necessarily the, the PA, but the players of the CFL. Um, if you are looking for athletes that are actually human beings as far as, you know, interacting with the general public and responding to tweets and, you know, CFL players are cream of the crop, right? I, I can, I so appreciate them taking, you know, a couple of minutes out of their day to write a reply to us because I mean, at the end of the day, we, when players respond to us, we're able to more, or we're able to form a better opinion about the topic, right? And I don't want to sit here and have a bashing session on the PA. Like, I kind of did that last week. And, you know, I'm listening to that, to that back. I'm like, eh, I may have been a little bit harsh to the PA here. Um, no. But, I mean, at the same time, I, I, I want to make it very clear that if players are out there listening to me right now, or, you know, a fan or whatever that thinks I'm anti-player. That's not at all true. Um, the league is obviously fans first. The next most important people to this league is the players. And I think we can all appreciate that. Without players, you don't have a league. Without fans, you don't have a league. But if you don't have anybody to put on the field, you don't have a league. Yeah, I mean, players and fans are interchangeable. But when it comes to money, like when it comes to like a league's family, like I said last episode, you have 
three parts of the house. You had the foundation, the support, and the, the finishing piece. The owners are the finishing piece because they're the ones writing the check. The fans are the, the foundation because we're the ones bringing in the money. And then the players are the support because without the players, neither of the other two matter. Yeah. Yeah, without a foundation, it sucks. Without a roof, it's useless. But, you know, you can have a foundation. You can have a great foundation. You can have a great roof. But if you don't have the support, you don't have the walls to that match that, you're not gonna you're not gonna put it up. It's not gonna work. You're not gonna put a roof on top of the foundation. Can that that's what the CFL is. That, that's what the CFL is more than any other league in North America. Yeah. Can I just take a second quickly to kind of take your analogy there and do a promo for us? Sure. So if we're building our house. I'd say the episodes are our foundation. The website is probably our walls, right? Would you say? I mean, I would say our our listeners are our foundation. Fair enough. Our our episodes are our walls, and then our roof is is the website. Is our articles? Okay. So let's just say we've done some roofing. We have uh, brought on two new writers. Uh, we've brought on, and if I mispronounce these names, I am so sorry. Um, Tyson Craney and Dave Sporafata, I believe is how you pronounce those two names. They've both put up uh, articles on the site. If you haven't checked them out already, you should totally do that. Uh, Dave and Tyson have both written uh, one article piece. They're both really interesting. Um, Dave's, to me, honestly, I, I think that was a, uh, a really interesting piece. People were really interested to see that one. Um, and uh, I hope the, I hope the same is going to be true with uh, Tyson's when it's all said and done. So if you haven't seen those, check them out. 13th man podcast.com. But yeah, no, we, I mean, we, we brought on some really good, some good talent. The articles are really great. Um, as you, most of you have noticed, I haven't really been writing any of the articles. Uh, I'm in the midst of moving and, and dealing with other things. I haven't had a chance to, to invest in the articles, but uh, don't worry. We will be, I will be there. I'm going to, we are still looking for, for writers and whatnot. Um, writers, contributors, anyone, if you're interested, we're, we're willing to, to list, hear you out in terms of uh, applications, but we, uh, I'm, I'm going to take more of a youth sports term for the website in terms of articles and, and coverage. Cause I feel like that's a huge part of our game that we're missing. Shane, I think I messed up big time too. But why? Did I say Dave Sporafada? I believe so. It's Dave Spata, Spatafora. So, well, Dave, uh, I am so sorry. <laughs> I will get it right. I promise you, I will get it right eventually. Um, I'm bad with names. Same. You're just Dave. I'm not, I'm not going to try pronouncing your last name. I'm a butcher, and I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> but, you know, Back to the point in hand of the the league and whatnot. You know, we saw uh, Sewell. Um, yes. What was it last night? It was early this morning. Uh, tweet out. Uh, let's just let's just go with Sunday, uh, Saturday night. He said this. Yeah, uh, Saturday night he sent out a tweet, basically hating on both the PA and the league, which. I, saw, I, I, I won't. To the, I won't let you go as far I, as hating. 
I mean, he, I mean, lack of a better word, he was basically hating the league, uh, hating I, on both. When I'm sorry, when you say, let me see if I can pull it up real quick, because this is a big one. Um, By the way, I agree 100% with what he said. I, I'm, I retweeted it on the uh, the 13th man account, and I, I basically said it's refreshing to see a player come out and say this because no player has put any of the fault on the PA so far. And it's refreshing to see somebody who has played in the CFL and a guy like Armando Sewell, who, you know, has done as much as he has done in his career. Who currently plays in the CFL. Sorry, what did I I say? Who used to play in the CFL. Did I say used to? Yeah. I, I, well, I was trying to say has played as much as he has in the CFL. And it's funny because uh, Boateng responded to it, which is like all facts. But if you haven't seen the tweet, it's basically uh, Armando Sewell saying, this will be the last time I speak on the whole CFL, CFLPA matter. One, business is business when it comes to the CFL. As players, we understand that. Two, CFLPA, you're supposed to protect us when business is business with the CFL. And you're equally to blame to be blamed for this bullshit. Both of y'all failed us. Now, Shane, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't want to blame Solomon Elamimian for this, and I won't. Well, no. I mean, I think if you're going to blame Randy Ambrosi, you have to blame you have to blame Solomon. Right. I, I'm just saying. I I think the communication issues have been more Solomon Elamimian's fault than Randy Ambrosi from an outsider looking in personally. But that's the thing. It's like if players want to blame, blame Randy Ambrosi all you want. Go ahead, dude. I don't care. You're going to blame who you want to blame. But don't sit here and say that Solomon has been an angel, that the CFLPA has been an angel, because they haven't. Yeah. And if Solomon's going to be the president, be the, the representation of the, of the PA for, for people to see, he, he deserves blame too. I'm not saying that it's his fault. Like his, it's indirectly his fault because of his position. Just like how it's Randy's and Rosie's fault indirectly because of his position. Yes. People seem to forget that Randy and Rosie is a figurehead for the owners. He in, in, the same, in the same way, Solomon Elamimian is, is, a, is a figurehead for the players as well. So, Which is why it's indirectly their fault. Yeah. They don't, they don't have as much control over this thing as people would think the only the bone that I've had to pick with Solomon Alamimian so far is probably just, I I don't know how great of a job he's doing at contacting and communicating with the entire player population. I mean, he doesn't seem to answer well with tweets about what the hell is going on. And maybe that's because he wants, like maybe, maybe there's things he doesn't need the public to know. And like, who knows? We're not behind there. We're just two fans doing this because we love the game. Yep. Yeah, and Bye. I don't, I don't think he has to respond to us on Twitter, right? I, I, I don't want anybody listening to this to think that if I tweet at you, you have to respond to me. But no, but I feel like there's a certain level as like, like a commissioner. If someone, if fans are asking you questions, you know, take five minutes out of your time to be like, hey, well, even just write, even put it in a statement. You don't have to respond to these these tweets just put out a statement as like hey this is what we're doing yeah 
Well, I was just using it as an extension onto my, my statement earlier about how I appreciate players responding to me. You don't have to, but if you do respond, like I, I think it helps out fans. Like the more we see the personal side of a player, the more we're going to side with you. When we see this, this force that comes out and just bashes our favorite league all the time, sometimes it's hard to remember that behind the, the helmet, they're people. So when Dane Evans responds to me or we have a conversation with Derek Dennis or when Marco Dubois comes on, you know, it's that little reminder that sometimes you need as a sports fan to remember that there's people on the other side of that with their own issues. And it just, you know, it's helpful when they respond, but if they don't, I'm not expecting them to. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I, I love it when players, when players, you know, respond to us and talk to us and interact with us, you know, not even for the podcasters, but just as fans, you know, you don't see it very often with NHLers or NFLers, MLB or NBA players. You know, I feel like CFL is one of the few leagues that you see that, uh, that the players are, are very, you have a very big connection with the players. You have a very, Fans like the like get have a connection with players. That's what makes this league what makes this league unique. I find. Yeah. One, honestly, I hope that if players come across our podcast and they hear us, particularly last episode railing on the PA, I hope that those players can understand that we are one hundred percent open to talking about things like that. And I think one of the main goals of this podcast has been to hear the players' voices since day one. That's why we've done so many player interviews, but also just being open to having our opinion changed about a topic based on the new information that we can be given. So, you know, I, I don't want anybody to think that I'm anti-PA. And honestly, if they're mad that we're bashing the PA, go back a little bit further, you'll find us bashing the CFL. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like, like, like Sewell said, I, I think – understanding that neither party is innocent and they're both equally at fault here. I think that's important. And I think it's important. I think it's important for the league to understand that they, they have to share some blame for this, but I think it's also important that the PA looks in the mirror and says, look, we didn't do everything we could have, you know, this, this didn't go well. And both, both of them have to come back and they have to learn from it. Because at the end of the day, learning from this, regardless of if there is a season or not, learning from this experience and building a better CFL for the future is a must. 100%. Like, I've, I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks. Cancel the season, start working on 2021. Come back stronger, better, and more stable. You're in a more stable environment than you are right now. Like, you know me, I've, I've been hoping and hoping for a season this whole time. Right now, I'm, j- I'm just hoping that the PA and the CFL can, can kind of make peace, right? Like, things should not be getting this violent, right? Like, we, we should not be seeing players on Twitter just shitting all over Randy Ambrosi all the time. Like, I don't want, we don't want, we don't want to see that. In an ideal world, we can have the players in the league come together more so like the NHL, where you sit in a room and you hammer out your differences in private, and you know you're you're both reasonable enough to get something done. See, I think that's my issue with the CFLPA. 
is it's all been dirty laundry being aired. It's not through, you know, po it's not through statements. It's personal opinions being like that are dragging the league through the mud. It's not like the CFLPA is releasing a statement after there's been news leaked on something. It's, you know, oh, you're questioning the, this reporter's integrity. Like, who does that? What player? What per like, what do you do? What do you accomplish by attacking someone's integrity when it comes to that? Especially a reporter. Um, in in that situation, that in that situation too, I don't want it to be the league that has to come down and say, "Look, if you tell one of our reporters they're an idiot, you get fined." I want it. I want the players' association to come out and say, "Look, this," you know talking about how stupid Randy Ambrosi is and how uh, Dave Naylor's an idiot, like that, that doesn't help your negotiation. Or Farhan, like, right. Bro, there, these, just like, these people are reporting what they get told. You know, it is not, it's not fair to go after Dave Naylor and, and tell him he's an idiot and how stupid his sources are and how, you know, he's, his articles, a bunch of garbage because he's reporting on something that somebody told him from inside of the league. Right. I think what Solomon did is appropriate in that situation. I think Solomon has handled his social media very well. I'll, I'll say that. Right. I don't, but I he don't. hasn't, he hasn't come out. There's some guys that have come out and they're just ragging everything. Right. Solomon has at least had the ability to release things in a professional form. To a certain extent, he only releases things when it makes the league look bad. That's yes. That's my that that's my issue. Yes. These are dirty backhanded tactics that don't help anyone in the end. Like you, you know what kind of uproar people would like fans would be if the NHL like if NHL players started doing this. But that's that's hockey culture. Football culture and hockey culture are are so different, and I don't know what it is about <laughs> hockey players like just the way that they made their CBA negotiations almost seamless and nobody fought the NHL about going into the bubble. Everybody isolated correctly. And, because, and now the NHL playoffs are going off in the bubble. The restrictions inside of the bubble have been lifted. Hockey culture is like, as far as discipline. They don't have a player negotiating for them. They have player representation, like you should, but the person at the head of the table isn't a player. A person at the head of the table can look into a player and be like, this isn't good for you short-term, this isn't good for you long-term. I think it's more than just that. I think having, having that kind of person around is a lot better than having someone who has to go, who has to tell these players who they have to go into a locker room with, whether they go on a field with, that this isn't good for us or yeah. this is good for us, even if they don't think it is. There's a, le there's a different level of negotiation and ability that you have when you have no, you have a different kind of connection with the players. You have a different kind of connection than just, oh, I'm a player. We're kind of comparing apples and oranges when we compare the CFL to the or to the uh, NHL. Um, the NHL has buckets load of more money, obviously, but I think some of the differences ultimately come down 
the NHL has things structured correctly. Um, yeah, they've had a commissioner since 93. That- they've given Gary Bettman, as much as people hate Gary Bettman, Gary Bettman is the best thing that's ever happened to hockey. Yeah. When you, it comes down to the commissioners, like the amount of commissioners this league has had. Like, Shane, you, you look at everything Gary Bettman has done for the NHL this year. I, I am sitting here as we record this, I'm watching a hockey game from a flawlessly executed bubble when nobody had a, a map, a, a blueprint of how to make this work. Gary Bettman sat down, he figured it out with the PA, and he got everything straight and working super fast. I think the thing is, though, is that people forget that, yeah, commissioners, they're the figurehead, they're, they're the, the puppet for the owners. They represent the owners. Yeah. But unfortunately, I don't think what people realize is that what's in the best interest for the owners usually goes back to being the best interest for the players when it comes to revenue. When Sometimes. it comes to, to, to money. Sometimes. There's, there's situations... How, how else do you have these $300 million contracts in two different leagues Yes. on a, on a regular basis? There how do you are... have these you know, $12 million you know, salaries when a player in Canada playing in the, the CFL can barely, rarely hits, or hits six digits? There are situations where commissioners can screw things up. And I think prime instance right now where we're looking at a commissioner that's screwing everything up, it's Rob Manfred in the MLB. When, you, when your commissioner comes out and calls your, your World Series trophy, the thing that everybody wants to win as a kid, a piece of metal, and yeah, I mean, Manfred, changes, yeah. changes a bunch of rules and all this to, to make the game shorter, like there are bad commissioners, right? And I, mean, I don't think, think it's fair. Just a bad sport. You take that to, back. What? You take that back. No, no. Like in terms of fan engagement, you know, I went to like, I went to two games right back. Like literally, I went to the Angels game, Toronto Angels game on a Thursday, Toronto Angels game on a Friday. The Thursday game took four and a half hours. The Friday game took three. So like, and they started at the exact same time. One ended at like 11.30. The other one ended at like 10. And it's just like, you add in the fact that there's like a home, like there's 162 games, you know, baseball and in terms of a fan experience, isn't that great? It's not, it's not the greatest. Um, I won't disagree with that, but that, that's my example of a bad commissioner. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if the baseball can ever get a good commissioner, but Example would be, you know, NBA, NFL, as much as people hate Goodell, you know, he, that, you know, he's been able to continue that league on an upward trend in terms of money. So it's just, it's frustrating to see all this. And I think, you know, yeah, Ambrosi's not great. Solomon's not great either. But You're never going to have the perfect GM. You take the good with the bad and you hope that, and you, if the good outweighs the bad, well, that's all you're looking for. You talk about not great, though, but we've seen the CFL grow. The viewership has been going up over the last couple of years, and the salary cap has also been going up over the last couple of years. Randy Ambrosi was never an issue before a global pandemic started to threaten what is, in the grand scheme of things, a small business when it comes to sports, right? To, to fire Andy Ambrosi because he wasn't prepared for a global pandemic is it's kind of ridiculous. It depends on how you feel about the CFL 2.0. A lot of fans don't like it. They think it's ridiculous. I understand the long-term goal of CFL 2.0, but 
but it's not going to help you in the short term when you're having troubles with Toronto and BC, your two biggest markets in terms of capital, not selling games. You know, I think he, there are things he could have done better, things he could have handled better. Uh, CFL 2.0, not, but, you know, get there before the NFL does. Makes sense. It's just a matter of you take the good with the bad, and if the and the good usually outweighs the bad for a lot of these people, and it's about a give and take. And I don't know how much I don't know how much the CFLPA wants to give. Yeah, regarding that um, CFL two point thing, Randy Ambrosi is getting bashed again because of a video that he recorded uh, where. He says, this is, this is a direct quote from that video, with the Maple League resuming play on July 30th, I send my best wishes to the Wolverines and Crocodiles as they prepare to kick off the season. By the way, Wolverines and Crocodiles, I can't decide if those are the two worst names on the planet or the two coolest names on the world in the planet. Um, I mean, hey, they're better than Red Sox, Browns. Imagine, than Red Sox. imagine playing for a team called the Crocodiles, though. That'd be sick. Yo, imagine the Florida, the the Florida crocodiles. Yo, sick that would be. Florida Gators, close enough. Not the closest thing, but Florida crocodiles. The Florida Crocs, they can run on the field wearing Crocs. Okay. Beautiful sponsorship. All right, let's 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 stop before we get too ahead of ourselves. We'll continue with the quote. Uh, he continues. He brought it up. <laughs> I didn't think we'd talk about Crocs, but whatever. <laughs> He continues to say that we are excited to see Finland's incredible players return to the field. Earlier this year, two players from the Wolverines took part in the CFL Global Combine in Helsinki and earned invitations to the CFL Combine in Canada. We look forward to welcoming them and more Finnish players to, to play in the CFL when we, too, return to the field. And people have been upset about this because the, the approximately 800 CFL players are sitting at home right now and not being paid. And I can appreciate that those players are not being, you know, paid right now and they aren't playing. Um, but I, I think in this situation, we have to remember that the CFL is partnering with these other leagues. It's not bad to wish another league well. Yeah, it may not be the greatest love, but nothing like that quote isn't wrong. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, I don't... I don't look at this quote and, and think Randy Ambrosi is being arrogant like some people are, are saying. I, I think this is simply him doing what he has to do to man, maintain a good relationship with a league that he's partnered with and a league that he's hoping to get players from. Right? Like, I don't look at this and, and it, it's like something that Randy Ambrosi's come out and said, good, good work, guys. Our players are being stupid and, and they won't come play. Like, I don't think that's what's happening here at all. I think it's just trying to make the league look bad. It's just, it's trying to get fan support. And I think, I think this is the big thing we need to realize is the players are bashing the league to get fan support. And you can argue that all you want. It's, it's true. If, you know, if they want leverage, if they're trying to get leverage, this is how they're going to do it. Because if the CFL starts turning on the, on the league, league may bump, like, may buckle and give in to what they're looking for. I don't know. But in a, in a fan-driven league, when you, bat, when you get league fans on your side, 
generally good things happen, and that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Well, this this one has been mostly fans that are upset about it, right? Like, I haven't – have you seen too many players coming out? Yeah, and, there's been quite a bit. Have you? Okay. Yeah. A guy who hasn't been in the league since 2017 complained about it. Um, I've seen a couple of players complain about it. Who was that player that, that you were mentioning first? Oh, okay. What? Never mind. I know exactly who you're talking about. Okay. I know exactly who I'm – hey, yeah. I, hey, I told you he's welcome on the show to talk about all his – his uh, issues with Randy Ambrosi for someone who hasn't yeah. been in the league that long. Um, I, don't I mean, know I, that player that we're talking about, I respect him, right? I've had conversations in the past with him, um, and I can appreciate where he's coming from. But I, I just – in this instance, I don't agree. I think it's – I just don't see why someone who hasn't been in the league for, for since 2017 is acting the way he is. Like – I think it's I think it's fair because he's you still have like he's a passionate guy, right? I won't name drop who it is. If you saw the thread, you probably know who it is. Um, but the, he's a passionate player, right? And I don't, I don't, it's not like I don't respect him. Like I want him to come onto the show to talk to us. Like that, and he just nope. And I was just like, okay, like I don't know. I don't know what else you want from us. We've offered uh, an outlet for any player to come on and, and air out their grievances. We will listen. We will gain, like we will listen to your perspective and, and learn from your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there there's certain extractions of players that I'm just like I, again. I have no ill will or no disrespect to any player in the league, former or current. Uh, just things that I want. Like I I would love to sit down and talk to to players about to see their perspective on things because as an outsider, as a fan, you know, we see things differently than players do because we never get the full picture. We never, we get what we want like what they want to show us. That's basically it. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested. I, I know we've reached out to a couple of other CFL podcasts. Like I want to, I want to hear opinions, right? Like I don't want to be in a world where I don't hear anybody else's opinion. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Some of them stink but I, I want to hear them, which talking about assholes, don't really want to hear them, but you, you get the picture. So if you, like, if you have any thoughts about anything that we've said, please tweet us. Um, everything you tweeted us, we read. And whenever we see somebody just, you know, randomly tweet at us, we get excited. I get excited personally. Um, so if you have any opinions, a new hobby, there's, there's more and more exciting things than getting a tweet. <laughs> um, you know, I think at some point I want to start a segment called like fan baits or something, right. Where we take some opinions from people on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever. And we, we talk about that opinion or hot take or whatever. That's something I want to do. Uh, I know about it. Yeah, we've discussed that before, and uh, yes, yes, I did. It's never, it's never uh, started as anything yet, but you know that's something I want to start. So, one hundred percent, like we, Shane and I are both very open to other opinions, and uh, I have absolutely no issues with you sending me your your takes, even if it is the worst take on the planet, like saying the Red Blacks won't win a game this year. If there's a season. Well, they might not. There might not be a season for them to win a game. Well, that's why I said if there's a season. <laughs> After my shitstorm start, though, uh, I've lost a lot. I've lost, like, six followers. 
Great. Yikes. Yeah, you can watch it. Honestly, though, I don't think there were any that really mattered to me. I think they were just, like, bots. Ah. Yeah, man. There's so, been a lot of bots out there on Twitter lately. Like, it's it's tough. It's tough. Nothing that really matters to me in terms of, like, followers. No, followers are just a number, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care for the following account. I just think it was funny. Literally, Shane, if we can have one thing that comes out of this podcast as, like, my end goal, I think it's to get a better understanding of the the way that players look at things from the inside. Yeah, I mean that would be that would be nice. Um, I think honestly, if well, like honestly, moving using using the platform that we have to kind of gain speed and whatnot would be nice. But it'd be better if we had a season because we can you know do things. Yeah, maybe yeah. like clips and whatnot. Um, also, guys, let us know if you like the whole two episodes a week thing. Because, like, if you feel like it's too much content with the articles and whatnot, whatnot like, let us know because that's also important feedback. We, um, we're trying to grow this podcast. Like, we're trying to grow our, the 13th Man brand. Uh, all the listeners here, all, all the listeners, all the supporters, you're all part of that. You know, for us and for the players in the league, you guys are all the 13th Man. Um, so we want to thank you for, for, you know, supporting us the last couple of months and hopefully continuing to support us whenever there is a season. And as we progress to, to move this brand into a bigger fixture of, um, you know, CFL Twitter and, and the CFL fan universe. Yeah. This episode has been more of like a ooey gooey episode as opposed to like the hard hitting facts that we've had in the, in the past episodes. But just to look back and like when our pilot episode went up, we had plans for what we were going to do when the season started. And the fact that there's been no season to start yet. And we've had to like pretty much just adapt week to week. Like when, when we schedule a recording, we have no idea what we're going to be talking about right now. News is yeah, coming it's just, so fast. It's, it's crazy. And uh, we don't I, want to record too early. Like, our, our episodes have been recorded at, like, 9, 10 o'clock at night on the night before that it's supposed to go up, and then it gets edited, and then it goes. Because it's been – the news dump has been crazy. And I know we've had some uh, – couple of issues with episodes in the past going up late, and some, some of the audio has been a little bit choppy at times in some of them. And I am – I apologize for that, but I am I'm very happy that uh, you guys are sticking around with us, and it, it means a lot. Yeah, I mean, we're both learning. Um, you know, my, I, my, a lot of things have been crazy on my side of things over the last month or so. Um, so I appreciate Frankie for taking a little bit more of the, the workload over the last couple months. Uh, as I said, I believe at the beginning of the episode, uh, I, I'm moving. Uh, well, actually, when, when this episode aired, I would have moved. I would have been a, a one day in at my, my new place. Um, I'll be settled in and uh, you'll, you'll start seeing, and I know I've said it before, but we'll be more active on Twitter and, and Instagram and whatnot. I promise you guys, um, we have a new editor coming on to the, the website to kind of help get articles going. So Frankie and I aren't swamped with work so we can have the, the top quality content for you guys. Um, we're bringing on 
uh, the same person is also going to manage everything to a certain extent and keep our schedules in order, at least my schedule in order, because I'm all over the place. Um, you know, we have people that are, are interested in helping in terms of video for us. So we have uh, the, the brand's going to kick off, and we're glad that you're sticking with us for, for it. Hey, you know what? And we might be getting to a point where very soon we can get off of Zoom, which would fix most of our audio issues. Which and our uh, video issues. Yes. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you what, man. I, I'm, things are, once things start to open back up even just a little bit more than they already have, we are going to be on a very different path. And uh, I, I, I so wish there was a season because it would have helped us get our, our schedules in order and everything. Um, but I, I don't know. I've, been, uh, I've enjoyed our last couple of months of uh, talking crap. And I don't know how this episode got to this point. But, uh, yeah, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's funny because, like, looking back on how we met, you know, through 613, shortly after the Blackjacks were announced, um, then I started. I was. I asked if I can write for six one uh, for for the Red Blacks, and then we were talking. We met up at a, a 67s game briefly, um, and then we started talking a little bit more, heading into the CFL season. And bam, here we are working on our own stuff in terms of uh, in terms of CFL content. Yeah, and I mean, we didn't mention this. Last episode. This is episode thirty-one now. You know we've. Uh, I I don't know if I qualify thirty as a as a big milestone, but I don't know to see a number thirty next to something that I've done is like kind of cool. And uh, like so I said, I couldn't be more thankful. Ago, that, that's pretty good. And the fact that um, people have been listening, you know, our listeners have gone up. We appreciate you guys for that. Uh, it tells a lot that you know people like what we're doing. Yeah, this is this has been an episode where we talk about how thankful we are for everybody, and we just, you know, love our listeners. And uh, I don't know, are we are we allowed to announce what we're trying to throw together yet? I don't know. What are we talking about? We've been talking about a lot. We've had a lot on our a lot our, going uh, on our pre-sale. Oh yeah, um, so. We've we've been talking about it. We've been releasing it. Uh, I did I did make a post saying that there will be things dropping the weekend. So my bad on that. Work and other things kind of got sidetracked. But uh, starting uh, next Monday, which will be what August nine, seven, six, eight. You look like you have a calendar right there. So I don't, I'll let you answer. I don't know, I'm trying to pull it up because you know. <laughs> Yeah, so August 10th, starting August 10th through to the, I don't know, let's say the 24th, um, that'll be exactly two weeks, we will be releasing uh, about three items. Uh, first, uh, we are going to be releasing a Nike athletic shirt, a Nike polo, and a sweater um, for our brand. Uh, you've seen pictures. I've posted pictures of myself wearing it. Frankie hasn't posted the pictures of the hoodie, which is bad on you. Shame. Should have done it. Mine, I'm sorry. But um, we're going to get that up and running. Uh, 
basically the way the pre-order is going to go is that we have a PayPal set up, so it's secure, safe, and all that. Helps you guys out. Um, the minimum deposit you can place on it is, 50, uh, is five bucks. Yeah. Uh, the polos will be going for 65. The sweaters will be going for 50. And the athletic shirts will be going for 42. Uh, by the 24th, you will have to have paid that in, paid the full amount. Um, and then it will be about two weeks after the 24th that you guys will get your, should be getting your product. Now, um, is it, I know we're, we're, we're throwing a little something special on for the polos. If you pre-order, is that just for the polos? It, right now it will be for the polos, sweaters, but for the athletic shirts, it looks like we're only sticking with black right now. Um, just cause it's a universal color for, you know, athletic wear. You don't see many athletic shirts in red and whatnot. So right now it looks like in black, that might change. Uh, polos, uh, because we're using Nike, they will have multiple colors. Uh, every team besides BC is really represented in terms of home color. We got uh, we black for BC. Yeah, like we got black, we got white, we got red, we got green for Edmonton and, and Saskatchewan. We got navy for Montreal. We got a blue for Toronto, a blue for Edmonton, uh, Winnipeg. Uh, we got a purple in there. We got a maroon color. If you didn't want one, that represented the team. Uh, so we now, got those. Quick note with the colors, though. If you want to get one of these shirts or sweaters in a different color, you have to do it through the pre-order. After yes. the pre-order closes, we are ordering the rest of them in black, and that will be the only color that we have available from then on. Well, yeah. Um, for depending now. On the for now. Most likely, it'll just be black. Uh, see how things go. But yes. So basically, uh, we will be posting a thing this week, I promise. So make sure you have a stayed on your notification bell you have our notifications if you're on instagram we might also put in something else there so you might want to check in on that but basically the way it'll work is we will post our paypal information there will be a little bit of a, a little like form that you fill out you can dm us the form you can send it email you can do whatever you want we'll also have it connected to our website so you can fill it out there um but basically, if you, you know, you're a Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan, you want to rock a green polo with our logo on it, there you go. You got it. You got your team logo, your team color, and, that, and that's what it is. And then, yeah, as of 12.01 a.m. on August 25th, so you have until 11.59 p.m. on August 24th to get your pre-orders in. Uh, obviously, we'll have more details coming on throughout the week so make sure you're on our instagram twitter facebook but you know now, it's also our uh deposit so if you put five dollars down and you decide you know a day later that you don't want the shirt anymore that five dollars is refundable i think it's what yeah we're the five dollars like the, the deposits are refundable up until the 24th yeah um, we need all, all orders finalized by the 24th um there will be a, a little something special for pre-orders so you will want to check out that we won't like we'll talk about probably on Friday's episode once it's posted, but there uh, there will be a little bit extra extra incentives to buy on the, to order during the pre-order. Yeah. But with that being said, um, this what episode has been a wild one. It's been weird. <laughs> we, we, 
we haven't had an episode where we didn't talk about something facts forever. Ever. I don't no, think we've ever had one. It's been very, you know, opinionated and appreciative of, of what's happening for us right now. But, you know, thank you guys for listening. Uh, remember, you can follow myself at Shane underscore Ryan 97, Frankie at 613 Frankie, the podcast 13th Man Pod on Instagram, Twitter. Check us out on Facebook, 13th Man Podcast. Our website at www.13thmanpodcast.com. Uh, and yeah, we will be back here on Friday with a brand new episode of the 13th Man Podcast at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. So you don't want to miss it. You can also find all our previous episodes on our website. Um, and again, we are still looking for content contributors. So if you are interested in getting to writing, definitely shoot us a, a message on Twitter or through our website. Uh, no previous experience required. Just if you want to dip your toes into writing, perfect chance to do it. So hey, you know no what? Experience required. That's what's that's what started for me, and now I'm in J school. So who knows? You might By love J it. J school. He doesn't mean you know anything besides journalism you know some people might think you're in kind of you know you're you're been a bad boy bad boy sure <laughs> but anyways uh thank you guys for listening we'll catch you back here on friday with a brand new episode <laughs>